2: And if you just sniff the podcast, you get the aromas of fun, of chat, and of nice, good times. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast. Mmm, smells great. It's James Acaster there, uh, doing an impression of smelling some wine uh, by sniffing around it like a big dog. <laughs> That's how I do it. I'll yeah, I love it. They said Gamble there, saying dog. Uh, this is the Off Menu Podcast, where we chat to a special guest about food. But more specifically,
1: James, we've got a little format that we use, don't we? Well, yes, we want to know their dream meal, their favourite ever starter, main course dessert, side dish and drink. And this week's guest is...
2: Sarah Sarah Keyworth. Sarah Keyworth. Sarah Keyworth, Keyworth. Keyworth, a brilliant comedian. Uh, You may have seen her on television or live or one of those things. Uh, She's uh, an exceptional stand-up comedian, James.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's an honour to have her in the Dream Restaurant. But if Sarah says the secret ingredient, same rules to everyone, I'm afraid. We will kick her out. And the secret ingredient this week is chocolate Chocolate liqueurs.
2: (laughs) Chocolate liqueurs absolutely hate them, James. Now, this yuck. is something that I selected. Are you also on board the Yuck train yep. with these?
1: I am. I, I think that uh, they sound nicer than they are. And mm-hmm. I also think that the pocket of liqueur in the middle, is always, uh, I, I don't think there's really a right amount for it, but it always feels like there's too much of it. Yeah, it and floods. I, don't, it like, floods I in. don't like the how it feels in my mouth yeah. when it uh, announces itself out of the chocolate. I'd rather just have it a nice, lovely chocolate.
2: Although there are exceptions to this, so don't go trawling the back catalogues and trying to trying to catch me out. Oh. I broadly think keep booze
1: out of my puddings. Oh really? Yeah, oh. I think oh. so. I wouldn't agree with that. I like boozy puddings, but uh, chocolate liqueurs can, can jog on. I don't, and I don't, yeah. and I know really uh, anyone who likes them. I think is pretty creepy.
2: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's go with that. Uh, I think the problem with chocolate liqueurs is the booze is
1: too raw. Yep, yeah, absolutely. It's too raw, and whoever likes them should be on a register. Yep, yeah, absolutely, top of the register, and I'd even put reason for being on the register: likes chocolate liqueurs. And I think the cops would understand. I think they would. I think they would totally understand. Say no more. So if Sarah says chocolate liqueurs, she's out of here, and yeah. uh, we will we will call the cops. Yeah, she's got. We're gonna do what. <laughs> Our good old friend, I can't remember who said, said call the cops now. Jack McBreyer. It was Jack McBreyer. Jack McBreyer said, said, call, thought he the said cops. call the cops. Uh, he, uh, he also said pop us off the bread. <laughs> pop us off the bread. He asked if we were going to call the cops. And as you know, we will call the. I mean. Call the cops. We've only. We've only. <laughs> <laughs> kicked out one person from the dream restaurant so far. And we should have pointed out, we did call the cops on her. And we we kept that out of the episode. But when yeah. Jade got kicked out, we called the cops. Well, yeah. she at least got taken down to the station. I don't know if she was Well, and she got put
2: away, she said to change her name to Jail Adams.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Jail Adams. She plays a harmonica
2: in jail now. So, if Sarah Keyword says chocolate liqueurs, we will call the cops and pop us off the bread. But hopefully, <laughs> she will not. Fingers she... crossed. We will see. This is the off-menu menu of... Sarah, Sarah Keyworth.
1: Keyworth. Benito welcome. usually says enjoy your oh, meal. James, you've interrupted the beginning. I'm just saying, <laughs> but Benito wasn't as hospitable then to Keyworth as he normally is to people.
2: Well, that's how this is going to start now, because Benito's created a frosty atmosphere in the restaurant. I was trying to welcome Sarah Keyworth, and now you've, you've made it even more uh, unhospitable.
1: In well, listeners don't know that normally... Benito, you know, on the Zoom, he says, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go away now and let you record the podcast. Enjoy your meal. And the guest always has a little smile, like, Oh, that was nice. And he, this time yeah. he just went, see ya, go on, see start ya. then.
2: He just he left went,
3: me with a couple of rumbling fans.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, we should we should let the listener know.
1: For some reason, all <laughs> mine and James's laptop fans are going absolutely potty today. Yeah. Mine's calmed down again now, but I don't think that's the end of it. I feel like it's a baddie in a horror film. They're never really, really dead, are they? They're always... Of course, yeah, yeah, James, yeah.
2: We're, um, we're used to the fans going crazy, aren't we? <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Sorry, I've had a coffee about ten minutes ago, Sarah, and I'd like to apologise in advance because apparently it's turned me into my own father.
3: <laughs> no, I like it. I
1: think it's good. Welcome, Sarah Keyworth, to The Dream Thank Restaurant. You welcome thank you we've been expecting you for some time
3: was that it was that that was that my genie sound what the fuck was was
1: that pathetic well benita's not gonna try i'm not gonna try
3: oh fuck's sake (laughs) i have been waiting for so long to see what would happen when the when the genie appears and that was
1: (laughs) awful it's a bit like a party popper it wasn't very good
3: you did like a real sort of limp wrist gesture with it as well like here you are
2: <laughs> yeah. It would be so annoying, wouldn't it, if you found a lamp, rub the lamp, and the TV came out and he was it was just like, all, right. <sighs> all yeah. right.
3: Are you sticking with that? Is that what you're going for? Or we're we gonna do
1: <laughs> I, we think, I, I, think, I think it's good that on this episode, yeah, it's different and it, this episode, yeah. I think you're so far out of all the guests we've ever had you're the one that has um not been made to feel welcome at all so I've
3: far <laughs> <laughs> yeah hostile environment sorry anything.
1: about that i did
2: try i want you to remember that i tried sarah welcome sarah Keyworth, to the dream <laughs> restaurant
1: <laughs> welcome sarah Keyworth,
3: to the this dream starts. restaurant but expect- in-
1: yeah uh, yeah it does feels
3: insincere you didn't even finish that sentence thanks for having me great to be here <laughs>
1: Look,
2: you are quite correct to react to the genie in the same way as he welcomed you, but I need yeah, to yeah, yeah. Try. look if it, you know sometimes you go for a meal and you just know the vibes are wrong right mm. right from the off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is
3: like a bad first date.
2: Exactly. It's like a bad first date, but I'm always the one who's going to try and pull this out of the doldrums. I'm going to increase the energy. I'm desperately going to try and make this a lovely first date, okay? By mm. by sweating, by making terrible jokes about the fans, and, guys, come on, we can we can do this. This could be something. I like oh. that
3: sweating and terrible jokes are your way of saving a terrible first day. You're like, oh, yeah. this isn't going well, I'll just start sweating a bit more.
1: But, but, Sarah, it's very nice to have you here in the Dream
2: Restaurant.
3: It's actually really genuinely very nice to be yeah. here. I've been looking forward to this.
1: Um, I'll, I'm looking I'm... forward to it. I don't think I've ever seen you eat anything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh I no! Don't eat.
2: This is going to be a disaster.
3: Mm. I don't know how I'm still alive.
2: It's impressive. Maybe
3: you're not. I look at food and I sort of get a sense of it, and I think, yeah, that'll do.
1: Yeah. And then I move on. Watched other people. Mm-hmm. Is all your choices based on things you've seen other people eat? And look yeah, nice? yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's all TV references. It's all stuff from adverts and stuff. It's just. <laughs> it's, it's every course is special K. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: But the last one, crunchy nut.
1: A reverse Joe Lysit menu. I like. That.
3: <laughs> You've, you've never seen me eat, James Acaster.
1: I don't think I've ever seen you eat. I think I, I even when we were at the Melbourne Comedy Festival together and we went to that, uh, the organisers put on like a barbecue or something at a bowl in Green and we were all playing bowls and you were definitely there, but I didn't see you eat any of that food.
3: I, 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 I did eat some food. I was horribly hungover and I, I didn't want you to see me, so I waited until you were bowling to take a bite.
1: I see, very clever. <laughs>
2: So yeah. it's not that James hasn't seen you eat because you've always hidden it from him, right?
3: I, every time James Lancaster walks into a room, <laughs> I stop eating.
2: What is it about his general vibe that means you don't want him to see you eat? Does he stare, or uh, mm.
3: no? He it, it doesn't stare. It's not staring. It, it's I'm just I'm kind. It's like a side eye, you know. I know that he's thinking about what I'm doing when he's in the room mm. with me.
1: That's true. This is um, I can't deny that.
3: This is uh, this is making me think of uh, the last time that we were all in a room together. Actually, it was. Uh, just before all of this kicked off, it was at Soho Theatre. And I I found something out about that night recently that is actually, that has been haunting me. I'd just done my show. I came down into the bar area. You guys were sat having a drink. And I walked over and said said hello. And you looked Uh up like I'd... Like I sort of scared you a little bit, and you went, "Oh, we're really glad it's you." Because a woman's just been over and been quite rude, and she's like said all this stuff about like she was like, "Oh, like my friends say that you guys are famous, but I don't know who you are," and then like took a photo with you and stuff. And I was <laughs> I was there with you, like, "Fuck, oh, that's so rude." She sounds like a she sounds like a dickhead. Oh, yeah. uh and then went off, joined some of my friends who had been to the show. Several months later, there's a lockdown, there's a pandemic. I don't see or speak to anybody. I see those friends that I was with that night. And one of my friends says to my other friend, I want that girl that you brought with you. Was really rude to James A. Custer and Ed Gamble. <laughs> and me, like, sort of really relentlessly naive, was like, Phew, well, you know, the boys were having a real night of it because they said, <laughs> they said the <laughs> was really rude to them uh, and said that she didn't know who they were. And they all looked at me like I just said that I thought the earth was flat.
2: I love stuff, like I, obviously, it's rude, but I love stuff uh, like that when it happens on him with James because he's way less patient oh, than me. Yeah. For stuff like that, because it is rude when people do the whole. um, I don't know who you are, but my friend says you're famous. So. Passive aggressive, leaning yeah. towards the aggressive. But in that situation, I don't get annoyed if I'm with James because I can just watch James's blood boil <laughs> while yeah. it happens, and his reaction's always very funny. If someone says, "Can I have a photo?" I don't know who I don't know who yeah. you are. James will just go, "Nope,
3: <laughs> goodbye." I don't know why anybody would want a photo with someone that they don't know.
1: Whole thing is a test for like. Uh, I, I had it once a, a lady came up to me, quite an old lady, in, in a uh, reception at a hotel, and she looked at me and went. I know you. And I was like, "Oh, alright and, and then she went away. <laughs> and then she came back again. And she went, "I've just realised you're on Mock the week I thought you were my window cleaner." <laughs> <laughs> and I was
3: like- you do look a bit like a window cleaner. Yeah, he does Don't look you? a
1: bit, but one of the, like,
3: um,
2: like, a pervy window cleaner from a 70s film, like what? Confessions of a Window Cleaner.
3: Yeah, what? yeah, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you're not in it for the cleaning of the windows. You're in it for looking yeah. through them. I do not
1: look like a, a pervy window cleaner. That's like an old boy. I look like a whimsical window cleaner.
2: No, you look a bit like Robin Asquith, who was, I think his name was Robin Asquith, Confessions of a Window Cleaner.
3: I've been told <laughs> I look like it a, a, could be a chimney sweep, so. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
2: Look here's the front cover of R- Robin Asquith's autobiography.
1: Mm, I'm not going <laughs> to deny that
2: looks like me, I guess.
3: It's absolutely James Acaster, yeah.
2: James uh, is now bit be- obviously being recognised more, Sarah. Obviously, we can't go out in public that much, but when we can, he's going to be recognised for uh, being, I think, number six or number seven in uh, Heat's secret crushes
1: list.
3: Right? No way. For
1: one, it's number five. Right. So don't don't, don't be don't, don't be slinging around six and seven. Piers Morgan's number six.
3: I'd like to know who. One, two, three, and four are?
1: I mean, key word, when someone told me I was on that list, I felt well chuffed. And then I looked at the list, and no disrespect to any of them, but it didn't make me feel, it didn't really boost the old ego when I saw the list of people. No, I'm
3: sure there's no self esteem to be found there.
1: I thought it was going to be a bunch of punks. <laughs> it was not. It's not the top hunks.
2: It's, but that's better uh, than
3: because they do. They sometimes do sort of like guilty crushes and things. Whereas I think secret mm, that's crushes what it is.
2: is that's what it is. They've rebranded the. They've, they've rebranded, re-branded oh, the guilty crushes because it's less crushes.
3: offensive if it's secret. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, But but Boris Johnson's on there, for example. Yeah.
3: How is he higher or lower than James? Can I guess? Oh, lower. Yeah. lower. Don't worry. And James beat
1: yeah. Piers Morgan.
2: No well worries.
3: Well done, James. <laughs>
1: Thank you very You're much. sexy yeah, Boris
3: Johnson and Piers Morgan.
1: Yeah, pretty pleased with that. Uh, That's great. Absolutely saw off Frank Skinner with no. no that was easy. <laughs> did you?
3: God, yeah. Skinner is Skinner's been weeping about it ever since. Yeah.
2: Right, we're mm. in a restaurant. We can't get onto this sort of chat no, if we're in a restaurant, James. Things. Why did you bring up the secret crush list? <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> so obsessed. I couldn't wait to tell Keyworth about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Still or sparkling water, Sarah Keyworth.
3: Uh I want, I'm going to, okay, I'm having both. Can I have both?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can.
2: <laughs> Absolute baller move. Why are you having both?
3: Because uh, I am a child and <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: I will be thirsty and I know that I'm going to drink a lot of alcohol this evening. So uh-huh. it's good to have a bit of still water. So I'll glog that down. But then I don't want to miss out on any fizz. Fair enough. I like both and I want I want it all on the table. I've I've been known to over-order drinks at a uh-huh. restaurant, I'll have like a like a glass of wine, a cocktail, two different types of water.
2: Did you ever play the thing about you're not allowed to double park? We used to have a rule that in the in the pub. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah, that was a drinking game, wasn't it? Yeah, some people call it double fisting, which is fun.
2: Mm-hmm. I do not <laughs> n- not where I come from, Sarah,
3: because <laughs> that's a completely different thing. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I always need to double check with things like drinking games, just in case it was um, just a posh person thing.
3: Mm. Yes but we definitely called it double fisting opposed to double parked because nobody owned cars where I was from.
2: The rule was if you had two drinks uh, on the table at the same time, you had to put your dick in a pheasant,
3: right? You have to (laughs) put.
1: So you never want to miss out on... on, uh, Is this going to become a theme for your whole menu? Is that you don't want to miss out on stuff and maybe we're going to get quite a lot of... uh... I
3: worry that I'm going to over-order it, yeah. yes. I just think the thing with with water is that I'm also, as I say, a child. So I, I, will try and down the fizzy water if it's the only thing there, and then I'll get hiccups.
1: So you down the fizzy water, you get the hiccups, and then do you use the still water to try and cure your hiccups? Well,
3: then I have to, yeah, I have to get the genie back, and can I say, can I have a couple more stills, please?
1: <laughs> yeah, I just keep them coming.
3: But then I get worried. I like it when you know you go to some restaurants and they have like water taps. Like um, mm-hmm. Sushi that has yeah. like a, like a still and a sparkling tap. I like that. I like it on tap is what I'm saying.
1: Would you ever want to stick your head under the, the taps? Absolutely. Turn them on?
3: Yeah. i like the fizzy one the, so that uh, the, it would like bobble over my mouth.
1: Yeah.
2: The problem with the uh, Yosushi taps, I find, is they only give you a tiny little glass. Yeah. And I like a I like a pint of water. Mm-hmm. I like a pint of water and I like to down it all in one. That's how I get my water in. Do you
3: think you could bring yes. your own pint glass to Yosushi? Sushi?
2: Yeah. feel like it might be frowned upon when you get out the little bag with your pint glass in.
3: I just think everything about the Osushi is designed to make you feel like a giant, though, isn't it? Because yeah, all those true. little plates yeah, the little mouthfuls.
2: You feel like a giant going on holiday.
3: Yeah, yeah, you do, because it's always in an airport, isn't it? <laughs> Big, how are they going to fit you on the plane? No idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be a good prank, to play on someone. <laughs> just make everything really small, including their plane, when they get on the plane. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, that would ruin yeah. your holiday, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, straight away.
3: Spending the whole flight thinking about how you're going to get in your bikini. <laughs> <laughs> They've made it. Poppadoms or bread? Oh, okay. All right then. I don't know. or
1: bread? Key word. <laughs> it's
3: bread, isn't it? It's always going to be bread. I like a poppadom. I like that they're mm-hmm. crunchy. I like mango chutney, but yeah, I want I want bread and I want chips. I want a chip cob for my bread course. That's what I want. Right,
2: okay, well, uh, right, we, we, we'll get into that. First observation that I've only just realised, mm. bread people are way more certain than poppadom people. So bread people are always like, it's bread, of course it is. It's mm. got to be bread. Whereas poppadom mm-hmm. people are always like, I think I'm going to go for a poppadom. They're a lot more sort of... They're fun. a lot more open. That's
3: because they know they're wrong.
1: They're wrong.
3: <laughs> they're cowards.
1: They're fun. They're fun people.
3: They're trying to book the trend and it's embarrassing. Fun. Uh, either of you are poppadum people.
1: I'm a bread guy
2: uh, and I, of, of course, my attitude is why wouldn't it be bread? Like, mm. It's, mm. it's definitely bread. But also I'm self-aware enough to be like, it's kind of, that's a bit arrogant. That's a bit arrogant to think bread is the only way.
3: I don't think it's arrogant Finca. at all. I think it's arrogant that doms have walked into this podcast thinking that they can go toe-to-toe with bread, honestly.
2: <laughs> well look i'll be honest sarah this has always got on my nerves if we'd had a meeting before what? we recorded the first episode of this and james had suggested poppadoms or bread as mm-hmm. a as a question i would have said that's not a question that's not something you're offered at any restaurant yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
3: they're not comparatives
2: but as with oh. everything in this podcast james just shouted it in the first episode and it became a feature because we couldn't change it
1: oh i mean we, we, did, we did have we did have a meeting uh pre-podcast mm-hmm. i mean we didn't uh, Fair enough, Papa Doms or Bread didn't come up. We didn't actually talk about that. But we, mainly our meeting was taken up with me saying I'm going to be a genie and Ben and Ed trying to talk me out of it.
3: Well, I mean, it sounds like you weren't in a position to make decent creative decisions during that meeting anyway. So Papa Doms and Bread would have probably been completely signed off.
1: Yeah, maybe that would have. I mean,
3: if you'd taken that meeting seriously, you would have kept Papa Doms and Bread, you would have gotten rid of the genie, and I, yeah. I wouldn't be here today.
1: Yeah, you might not be with him.
3: Because the genie is my dad. That's yeah.
1: It. Oh, that's a great twist. <laughs>
3: that is an excellent twist. That's why you don't eat. That's why I don't you eat. You don't need to. You don't need to. Because yeah.
2: you're, you're a little baby genie. Oh, I'm a tiny
3: little genie, yeah. And he won't teach he me how to clean windows. Go. He only gave me the chimneys.
1: He doesn't want you saying that sort of stuff. We'll yeah. cover more ground that way.
3: My father is cruel.
1: I think the Pop-Norms or bread question is open to interpretation. If people want to say prawn crackers, if people want to say tortilla chips, just anything that you would get at that point in the meal before the course starts. You know, look, we, we've gone around the houses enough now, Sarah. You you want you want a chip cob?
3: Oh, a chip cob? Yeah, <laughs> I'm bending the rules completely.
2: What I really like about this is you've you've said you're going to overorder and you've not broken your promise. No, I you've started. Traditionally, people say I don't want to eat bread before a meal because I don't want to fill myself up. What you've done mm. is you've got bread and you've put some more carbs in it.
3: I've assumed that I am completely bottomless during this meal. Sure. I assume I'm not going to get full at any point. Maybe no. at the end, right at the end, it sneaks in and it's like a good full.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can do that for you. Yeah, yeah. no Thanks. problem. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. What's a cob?
3: Ha! <laughs> I wondered if that would come up. I wondered if you would uh, start this silly conversation. Genie, a cob is a bread roll.
1: (laughs) So what's corn on the cob?
3: Corn of the cob is, a. I mean, to be honest, a cob of corn, it's a roll, isn't it? It's rolled corn.
1: It's rolled corn.
2: You are going to have to specify that you want the bread roll version because otherwise genies are open to interpretation. He might bring you the middle of a corn on the cob with chips on it.
1: Covered in chips and and you rotate it and eat the chips off of
2: it
3: i'd weird. eat that I'd, I'd probably yeah i'd give it a go
2: i don't want to upset you but i'm not a fan of a chip butty
3: call it what i called it
2: chip yes. cob i don't want a chip cob i don't like double double carbing it within the same dish i think it it's a waste of stomach space i think everything tastes too bland I'm not a fan. Can you, I mean, people are going to be going mad about this. This is like when I say I don't like Yorkshire puddings. It's just, My it's finger the, is
3: hovering over the leave button of this Zoom meeting, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll do it. I don't blame you, Keyworth. James, do you like it? Yeah, I like chip butties. yeah. Chip cobs, sorry.
3: Loads of butter.
1: Yeah. Ketchup. Yeah.
3: And ideally, yeah. I because I have good memories of this, when I was a kid, uh, I'd go swimming and I'd do the swimming, I'd agree to it, Knowing full well that yeah. I'd get a chip caught afterwards, so you want you want to be that level of slightly, like nicely tired after a good swim.
1: Yeah, and then they chuck it in the pool, and you got to dive and get it <gasps>
3: mm-hmm. and you put Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a like a rubber brick.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is like a
2: rubber brick. That's half yeah. my problem with it. Yeah, yeah. Is it from a chip shop, Keyworth.
3: No, it's from a swimming pool in Walthamstow. No, <laughs> Walthamstow, Edwinstow.
2: Forgotten where you grew up.
3: Forgot where I grew up.
2: <laughs> For a minute there, I forgot where I I don't mind a butty cob situation, but here's something I used to have when I was at university. See if you like the sound of this. This was introduced to me uh, from uh, by my friend who uh, grew, grew up in Preston. I already um, don't and... like the sound of this. Right. Well, it 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 was at a lower point of my life in terms of uh, eating, and I probably used to have one of these a day. Uh, a pie butty.
3: <laughs> what? Tell me, tell me that. Tell me what that is. Talk so, I've never
2: heard this to, before. Probably a mince pie, like a beef mince pie. Uh, it would have like mince and gravy and onion in, no. in it. No, like a proper pastry pie. Yeah, and then get some bread and heavily butter the bread.
3: Glad that you're clarifying that it is encased in pastry. So you've got
2: yes, is it? yeah, a
3: bread layer. You'd say
2: yeah, and then get some just cheap white bread, slather that in butter, <laughs> pop the pie in the middle, right put some brown sauce and some red sauce on top of the pie, get the other slice of bread, and then just a light push just to slightly squash the pie <laughs> uh, and then eat, eat the pie butty.
3: I, we need to talk about the fact that you just said that you don't like double carving. Mm-hmm. And you, you think if it's a waste of stomach space. You have a dirty past, Ed Gamble.
2: <laughs> what I would say to that is that I think with the pie butty, there's more variety of flavour. Uh, it's not just straight white carbs all the way yes, through. Yes, because, At least you've got the, because some there's an entire meat.
3: meal in, on the inside <laughs> of your bread. Yes.
2: Um, and also when I say stomach space, I had a lot more stomach space then. So that wasn't I wasn't filling up on the pie butty.
3: What stage of the day do you have it?
2: <laughs> oh, well, I'd normally probably, I'd sleep through... Uh, both my morning lectures So I'd probably wake up at around 11am mm-hmm. uh, And then I'd get up I'd probably have three cigarettes And then I'd stroll to the baker's So I was probably having that at around noon So it was more of a brunch
3: Are You were buying a pre-made pie at the baker's
2: Buying a pre-made pie at the baker's uh, And then going back and using Probably someone else's bread in the kitchen
3: You're you're a real piece of shit, Gamble <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember when Ed, like, he lost a lot of weight when, like, he used to be, it? A, bigger gen- be <laughs> a, big, a, a bigger gentleman and he lost all that weight. And everyone was like so amazed by it, and uh, he even had a stand-up routine where he said, "Everyone's asking me how I lost the weight, and you know, it just is b- boring, boring answer. Really, you just it eat is. less, ex- beat, eat less, exercise more. And no, it's not boring answer. You go, oh yeah, I'll tell you my secret. I stopped eating pie butties <laughs> <laughs> every, every single day. I miss pie butties. I
2: honestly, I feel like someone who used to be in a gang, like a violent gang. Mm. Uh, I'm glad I'm out of it, but God, I miss those days.
3: That's why you've got that pie." Butties face tattoo as well
1: isn't <laughs> it yeah exactly yeah. oh do you want your swim to be in a mixture of still and sparkling water
3: <laughs> yeah i do actually yeah i've never done it before but i think that that would elevate the experience in some sense if you yes. mix still and sparkling water does it continue to sparkle it must be a light sparkle A light right? sparkle yeah. i don't know whether i'd prefer to swim in purely sparkling water mm. there is
2: something so so evocative isn't there about Things you used to eat after you went swimming as a child, like mm-hmm. it's like the smell yeah. of the chlorine, and you're like properly exhausted.
3: I think it was because you'd swallowed so much chlorine as a child <laughs> that you actually <laughs> your body was desperate for something to soak up those chemicals.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was the only time I ever got stuff from a vending machine, I was always mm, yeah. always denied vending machine food, but I was allowed vending machine mm-hmm. stuff after uh, a swim and get the Space Raiders mm-hmm. and stuff like that from the, yeah. the vending machine. You used at to the get some smoky bacon from. crisps. Yeah.
3: After a swim from a vending machine. Also, my dad, I I remembered this recently because it's such a bizarre thing that happened. My dad used to take me to play golf, (laughs) which just just doesn't make any sense to me, apart from the fact that he was actually trying to make me a lesbian. Um, (laughs) and We'd play golf and then he'd buy me a bucket of uh, Roundtree's uh, fruit pastels afterwards. Nice. And I'll tell you what, I was in it for the pastels, not the golf.
1: Yeah.
2: I'll be honest, uh, initially I thought you said bucket. A bucket, yeah.
3: He'd empty out the golf balls.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he'd fill it with fruit pastels. Where did you say you were from? Edwinstow.
3: I'm from Nottingham. but this, So I grew up in an area called Sherwood, but we would drive to a yeah. place called Edwinstow. And on the way, my mum would tell a story about a man called Edwin who had a very big toe. <laughs> <laughs> and- oh,
2: Sarah, I don't know if you did this deliberately, but... That uh, the idea of your mum telling the story about Edwin's toe—you've exactly nailed James Acaster's humour. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: really makes me laugh. Yeah,
2: that kind yeah. of yeah. stuff.
3: No, I didn't. I, I didn't nail it. To be honest, it was my mum. It was always always my yeah. mum. Yeah, and it was only—I'd say—two uh, years ago. I'm I'm 27 now and it was only about age 25 that it occurred to me that the reason she told a story about Edwin's Toe every time is because we were going to Edwin's Toe.
1: Um, <laughs>
3: right. yeah. I just thought she fucking loves this story when we go swimming.
1: <laughs> well, we get to your starter then. So you've already kind of had what most people might even call a starter. A meal. A, a, <laughs> a chip cob. Yeah. Um, after a swim. I want to hear the starter that is going to
2: follow up your chip cob. Okay. Yes.
3: So I am a vegetarian, but before I was a vegetarian, one of my favourite dishes, and I remember it, like because when I was a kid, we didn't get takeaways very often. We'd get takeaways for like a birthday or whatever. Uh, and when we got Chinese takeaway, my favourite thing would be duck pancakes with hoisin sauce and little yeah. strips of cucumber. Given that this is my fantasy situation i'm having that i don't mind if it's mock duck but i want it to be as close to the to the real thing as possible Uh please
2: here's a good compromise we can make it real duck but the duck we've got it from can come out and sort of say hello and just let you know that it's still alive and it's fine
3: i thought you were going to say we can make it real duck but the duck we've got it from was a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Either or. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you want crispy cris- crispy Nasty cunt done. duck, you
1: can have that as well.
3: Crispy cunt duck sounds like something completely different, but I don't think we should get into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every time you make one of those jokes, because picture your dad on the golf course going, "You're doing me proud."
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just dropping another pasta in, in the bucket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
3: <laughs> Weird treat training for me every yeah. time I say something. Keep <laughs> them yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you want to meet the duck while you're eating it? Just And and the duck can be like, hey, look, uh, I was happy to give up some of... My body's regrown. I'm still alive. We're all right.
3: Would the duck stay whilst I ate it? No. It Not wouldn't you watch want you, want you it like to. James
2: Acaster. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Because it's getting crowded in this restaurant if... <laughs> no. With Acaster's eyes on me, I yeah no I, let's do that then let's have, let's, uh, let's treat treat myself. I've not um I've not done anything bad to this duck. The duck's mm-hmm. happy. I'm imagining that the duck comes in, says this to me, walks back into the kitchen, and then is brutally murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just happily thinking that the duck's fine. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll agree to that. That's fine.
2: Now talking of the ratios, what you're doing? Because whenever we used to get crispy duck pancakes at home. I'd always fuck it early doors and end up putting yeah. too much hoisin sauce on the first one, putting all the veg in, and then there was none left over for the for the yeah. next pancakes.
1: Ed's ratios were always like Ed'd have a little bit of hoisin sauce and then half a lasagna and <laughs> then like uh, a beef burger. And he'd roll it all up, oh yeah. no, it's too it's too, it's too much in here again.
3: Two slices of white bread. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, so traditional, traditional Chinese food.
3: I have thought about this because I feel as though I don't know if they do it on purpose. or don't know whether they uh, they expect you to just use less of everything in your first couple of pancakes. Uh, but it does feel like they don't give you enough for the amount of pancakes they give you. Yeah. Um, so basically, what I'd like I'd, what I'd like to happen is is have a sort of all you can eat situation, and then I'll tell you when I'm done.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Right. We can definitely do that for you for sure.
3: I don't think I'm not sounding like old-school gamble in this moment.
2: <laughs> as long as you don't put a pie in the pancake, we're absolutely fine. Not tempted after hearing Ed's stories?
3: <laughs> the butter
2: mixes with the gravy. It's lovely.
3: But you could... Uh, uh, there's a compromise where you could just put a little bit of butter on your pie, couldn't you?
2: Oh, that, no, come on. That's too far. I'm not going to butter my pie. I'll butter the bread, and if, if some of the butter should mix with the pie, then so be it.
3: You're essentially buttering your pie. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: You've buttered your pie, young man. <laughs>
2: Hoisin pa- duck pancakes, a wonderful choice yeah. to kick off any meal.
3: But the thing is, okay, so this is, the, I'm sort of, I have actually, I've had some other thoughts about the starter situation because I really like tapas Wait, and I don't know whether I can do almost, because it's a bit of a small plate, isn't it? The, the, mm. the duck pancakes.
2: Here's what I think you'd have to do if you want to add extra things to the tapas. You'd have to make them mini pancakes, like canapes size pancakes. I'm not mm-hmm. interested. You're not interested. No. right? No. you I back down. You've... But you've played a good game here because now I want to hear what else is on the tapas list.
3: Well, basically, there's a tapas place in Nottingham. It's called Baraberica and they do triple cooked Mm. patatas bravas. So chips. Chips? Oh, chips? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. You saw through it. You saw through it. That I would
1: like them
2: in yeah. a cob.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: In el cobo. that's amazing.
3: I want a chip cob on the side of every dish. Table. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, patatas bravas. It's Look, it's good stuff. Mm. But I feel like if you've had the chip cob, surely just let some of the chips fall out of the cob and save them.
3: No. No, no, I won't. no. No. I'm not sacrificing he chips for my chip gob for a later date. I thought this was a dream restaurant. I thought this was my fantasy. Mm. I didn't realise yes. that we had to ration things now. <laughs> you said I can have all you can eat real <laughs> hoisin duck pancakes, but I've got to save yeah. some of my chips from my bread course. <laughs> 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 I, yeah, I did hear the sentence I just said, by the way.
1: <laughs> the if you're eating your hoisin duck pancakes and you've got patatas bravas on the side mm. are you going back and forth are you doing them all the pancakes and then eat in the bravas what are you doing
3: i mean i'm not, not gonna lie to you i've never had these two things actually at the same time <laughs> <laughs> so i've got no idea what the flavor palette would be but knowing me i would go back and forth
2: would you be tempted to dip a patatas bravas in the hoisin
3: not not just tempted i would absolutely do it great i okay. don't even think there'd be time for temptation i think i'd do it without thinking
1: yeah. Would you wrap them all up in a pancake, put a load of potatoes braves in a pancake?
3: Yeah, that does sound good, actually.
1: So just wrap to them. double check, so far we've got two chip Two cobs. chip gobs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, two chip gobs, and I just want to have a little quick chat with a duck in between. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. a conversation
3: with a duck. That's my dream. Just yeah. to make
1: sure everything's fine.
3: yeah, yeah. Is there anything else
2: from the tapas place that you want on this tapas platter?
3: They also do a uh, a chilli and ginger glazed cauliflower that is like mm. crispy. So I'd have a bit of that if you are offer him. It's like a sort of popcorn cauliflower, but um, it's, it's oh, yeah. sweet and salty and glazed and it's just fucking great.
2: Huge shout out to the uh, Bang Bang Cauliflower at Wagamama, which yeah. is I think one of the best uh, chain restaurant side dishes out there.
3: I I nearly mentioned it just now to try and mm-hmm. sort of give you a sense of what it's like, but I think it's a it's an elevated version of the bang bang cauliflower. But I am a fan of a bang bang cauliflower and have been known to order too. you
2: You've double fisted bang bang.
3: I've double fisted. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> one more pastel in the bucket. Yeah, I, I literally as soon as you, as soon as Ed said you've double-fisted, bang bang. All I saw was was uh, was a, was a man father. teeing off, yeah. <laughs> teeing off. And, uh,
3: he's got, he's got a sharing bag of pastels and he's pouring them in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: gotta be more than one for double-fisted, bang bang. <laughs>
1: we come to your main course, Keeper.
3: There is a lot of, there's a lot of carb going on. I've just, it has occurred to Here we me. Go. But I'd like a carb. And do you know what? I'm not ashamed. I think. Lean into it. I think there are other people in this conversation that also like carbs. And I'm not going to name names. I'm <laughs> going to point fingers. <laughs> Pie, buddy boys is, is, is who I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> my main course is, is, is a stolen mac and cheese.
2: We need to know more. Why does it need to be stolen, Sarah? And who are you stealing it from?
3: This is a stolen mac and cheese because I I like mac and cheese. I've always been a fan of it. Uh, but a, a, while, a long time ago, I dated an American girl who talked at length about a mac and cheese that her mom made. And then one day, I don't know if she was having a particularly good time or a particularly bad time, but for some reason I thought I'm going to do something nice for her. And I don't know why I explained that. Like I couldn't just do something nice for my girlfriend.
2: <laughs> yeah, without it's purpose. really it's really good to know that. Yeah, that if she was having a completely normal day, you wouldn't have wanted to do something nice for her. No. She had to be at one extreme.
3: Yeah, no, it has to be has to be something that made me think. Do you know what? We're not having fruit pastels tonight. We're gonna have something else. Um, <laughs> and and so I I sent a message to her mum and asked for the mac and cheese recipe which she sent over to me uh in american language cops plenty, cups of plenty made the cheese uh, mac and cheese and it was it was what she'd made it out to be uh but then we broke well. up and i've continued in the in the <laughs> in the six or seven years since i was with this girl i've continued to make her mom's mac and cheese
2: <laughs> so it's stolen when you say it's stolen I, I don't necessarily agree that it's stolen. You asked someone for a recipe and they gave it to you. Do you think using any recipe that's not your ent- entirely
1: your own creation is stealing?
3: It's all plagiarism. It's 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 nicking.
1: Also, I think it depends who you ask it because, so like you, Ed, when when you said stolen mac and cheese, I thought you'd once, you know someone had left some mac and cheese cooling on a windowsill and you'd run along and, and, and snatch yeah. it and run away. Yeah, exactly um, what I,
3: I We don't live in a world where if a mac and cheese was left on a windowsill, the first person that would get to it would be James A. <laughs> yeah, to
1: be fair, I'm already, I'm already at the window.
3: <laughs> you know the windows of London like the back of your hand.
1: However, I do get what QF means because I think it depends who you ask in this situation. I think if you ask your ex-girlfriend, she would say, you stole that, like, stop doing that recipe. That's yeah. my mum's recipe and we broke up. And that's not your recipe to make and stop doing it. I feel like like I've stolen
3: a a sort of family traditional dish Mm. from an unsuspecting romantic ex-lover.
2: But it depends where the mum got the recipe from, right? Because if it was the mum's creation entirely, then yes, that's stealing. But surely the mum got that recipe from a book or got it from another, a a different, maybe she got it from an ex-boyfriend's family.
3: I think she got it from uh, BBC Good Food. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know where she got it from. I didn't ask. I didn't go. Where, the, where did you get this from? I just trusted that it was sentimental and special, and made it accordingly.
2: You want the mac and cheese cooked by yourself for your dream main course?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I could I could talk someone through it, I suppose. But yeah, you know, I want my mac and cheese, my nicked mac and cheese. And I, do you know what's worse is that I've been, I haven't been telling people that I've been passing it off as my own ever since
2: yeah you've got mm-hmm. it. you've absolutely got it, yeah what's special about it what how many How many different cheeses are in it, and talk me through them?
3: It has three different cheeses in it, so you go with a classic cheddar, a red cheese like a red Leicester, and then a smoked nice. The key thing here is to just use shitload. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding when I say it's an American recipe. just just chop it all up and it's you cube the cheese. you don't even grate it. there's no time. <laughs> Right. You'd be there for hours if you're trying to grate it. You, you cube it up and loads of butter in your roux. Cook it like you want to die, is what I say. <laughs> and then, yeah, plenty of red cheese so that you get it kind of is an orangey color mm-hmm. and it's just thick. And then breadcrumbs on top. Of course. That's getting
1: involved again.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then chips. <laughs> <laughs> you layer it with chips and then you get rid of the. The macaroni and the
2: cheese. <laughs> so, is it like? Is it quite saucy? Yes. Do you, is there like a lot of sauce in it? Lots it, of sauce. The, you know
3: that macaroni cheese sound?
2: Oh yeah, the squelch. It's grim
3: in it, and then also uh, crispy onions on top.
2: Wow. Oh, nice. What mm-hmm. those pre-done crispy onions?
3: Uh, yeah. I, ideally, I mean, I've never been able to purchase them, so I just, I just. Oh,
2: you can get them. You can get them. You can buy. I've got a big bag of them in the uh, in the cupboard. They are delicious. I mean, I I can eat handfuls of them.
3: Yeah. So you, you sort of mix your, your breadcrumbs with your crispy onions and do a layer on top, bake.
2: Oh, that's a good tip. That's a really mm. good tip with crispy onions.
3: There's actually a moral victory here because I added the crispy onions.
2: Mm. Oh, then it's yours.
3: It's mine. Yeah, yeah, I've adapted it.
2: Then it's yours and I'm going to steal that from you and it's going to taste all the sweeter. Take
3: it from me. Have it. And do you know what, oh, the, do you know what inspired the crispy onions on the mac and cheese? There's a there's a food van at the Odder bit of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival called Mac Shack. And they do crispy wow. onions on their mac and cheese, and I had it. And I don't know whether or not it was the best thing I'd ever eaten, or whether or not I was so depressed on that particular yeah. day of the Edinburgh Fringe. I feel like f- there's food in food during the Edinburgh Fringe tastes so fucking good mm-hmm. because it's just one of the few sources of joy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think also everyone has like a place that they absolutely every comic has a place in Edinburgh that they love eating at. So much. And sometimes it is when, like, the crepe fans at Edinburgh are going nuts for every year. Yeah. Me, me, Domit, and Nish will go in and get a late-night crepe and get really excited about it and yeah. go home eating our crepes.
3: Also, I think during the Fringe you can feel so physically exhausted at times that mm-hmm. sitting down for a meal, like post-show going for a meal, always just felt so good.
1: Is there any, like, particular meals you remember having at the Edinburgh Fringe that have felt like that?
3: I'm a big fan of Mums in Edinburgh. Yeah, the sausage and mash place. God,
1: that that makes that
2: makes me feel old. I remember it being, <laughs> I remember it being Monster Mash. Of Monster course, mash. it used to be called Monster Mash Was back in the day,
3: Mas- and and it did the same thing. Mums. Same yeah. thing.
2: Uh, mm. Sort of, le- maybe less wide-ranging menu. I thought
3: you were going to say, "I remember when she didn't have children."
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember when it was just young girl with dreams. That's what it was called.
3: <laughs> Briefly, it was called woman who is pregnant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just before that, it was called
3: woman who feels a bit sick,
2: but she's not sure why.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like I like moms. Previously known as Monster mm. Mash because it's such comfort food and it says even mm. says it on it, doesn't it? Comfort food. Mm-hmm. And usually it's raining in Edinburgh. And I like sitting in that little tiny restaurant on a tiny mm-hmm. table and eating sausage and mash, and they give you as much gravy as you want. Can, sorry, can you hear shouting? By the way,
2: no, okay, no, we're good. Yeah,
3: <laughs> there is a poppy in my house, and uh, I think I think she's just woken up, so I'm hearing. Right.
2: St- I thought your ex's mum had just come over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where the yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck is my mac and cheese? <laughs> she- <laughs> Crispy? Are you
1: joking? Come down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I wanna, here! Oh, Why yeah. I order? Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> why I order? Wanna... You
3: took the best years of my daughter's life. Come down here right now. And it's true. My girlfriend's mum was Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh,
2: there's a good Japanese restaurant next, uh, just down the road from mum's. I think it's called Koyama uh, mm-hmm. as well, where I go a lot during the fringe.
3: Mm-hmm. I like it's the good. Italian restaurant. It's quite popular. I can't remember what it's like, Vittoria or something. Is it Eggs. the one that's got
1: the, the Pirate's? the room
3: no that's chow roma and i have actually <laughs> to talk about chow, chow roma i am uh i'm very popular in chow roma actually oh yeah oh yeah i'm I'm good friends with the owner <laughs> of chow roma his name's franco because <laughs> uh, i did a show in chow roma uh uh-huh. probably about i don't know three or four years ago now and i think basically what happened was i was i was one of the only performers who talked to the staff of chow roma and mm-hmm. would go in and just engage with them and ask them how their days were going and things like that. And also, I would fly on my own show for two hours before it. and um, And I think he respected the work ethic there. And so we sort of, we became good friends. And now I go back every year and he treats me like a sort of like mafiosa's son, like I've returned home. (laughs) I've I've been there and on occasion walked in and and people, I I met a friend there once and there was a big queue outside and she met me outside and she said, there's no tables. They've said, no, there's there's nothing available. (laughs) And I, in, in a sort of incredibly arrogant move, went, Leave it with me. <laughs> and we were at a table within three minutes, I would say.
1: Amazing. Did they bring you like a new table out like in Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. Especially for you.
3: No, but they I did. It got to a point where I had a table and the table was far too big for the amount of people yeah. that I would come with. He'd give me like an eight person table and there'd be like four of us. <laughs> and I think this doesn't make any sense. But maybe he was hoping I'd invite him to join us or something. But you didn't. But I didn't. <laughs> I never did. No.
1: I would love to know your side dish.
3: So I feel at the moment there's a lot of
1: carb. I mean, yeah, more so than we've ever had before.
3: This, really?
1: I would say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's impossible
2: to have more. For example, yeah, so maybe um, we've had you, someone with the you've same had a, amount:
1: a chip butty, some pancakes with some <laughs> patatas bravas on the side, yeah. and uh, and uh, macaroni mac- cheese, <laughs> and the most indulgent macaroni cheese I've ever heard. Okay. So yeah. And you did a quick quick shout-out to mashed potato. So that's that's. I did, on. didn't
3: I? Yeah. I don't regret anything I've said, by the way. I Stand by at no. all. So is it going to upset you if I have a chip cup on the side of this magazine? <laughs> <laughs> like
2: no, none of this is upset, uh, upsetting at all. You have whatever yeah. you like.
3: My side dish is some broccoli tender stem from a restaurant called Flesh and Bum. Yes. And it's, it's sort of smoky and barbecued with orange zest on top. And it's the best broccoli I've ever had in my life. I've been known to order two of them, actually. I've
2: Double up on the brock. You've got to. The broccoli thing, I think it's really grown up when people finally realise that broccoli's actually delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's ways of doing broccoli that are so nice.
3: Why do they hold back tender stem from us as children, though? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good question.
3: why well, you can have, you time. can have tender stem when you're older, but you've got to figure it out on your own.
1: You got to earn
2: it. You're right. It's like a it's proper yeah. passage of uh, of aging, isn't it? Like you've you've got to negotiate that. You've got to find tender stem for yourself. It's all the more satisfying.
3: It's a secret that they keep from us, and it's it fucks me off. It's like sex, but they have that conversation yes. with us when we get to a point. Yeah. Nobody sits. I'm you glad
1: down. that's held. I'm glad that's held back. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been ready for that.
3: But people yeah. sit you down and they tell you about it, they explain that to you, but nobody, nobody, nobody sees, is today's the day for the tender stem broccoli chat. Right,
1: okay, I see what you oh, mean. Oh, right, okay, yeah. I, see, I see what you mean. I thought you were saying yeah. they should let children have sex. No,
3: no. Yeah,
1: I thought you were saying they're holding, <laughs> they're, they're, they're holding tender stem broccoli back from us just like they do with sex. And I was like, what the fuck are What are you
2: talking about? With the tender stem broccoli, I went on saturday kitchen recently the bbc one flagship cooking show mm-hmm. on a saturday morning and matt tebb the host did tender stem broccoli and charred it and i'd never known properly how to do this and i think i've done it about three times a week since um all it is it's just a super hot griddle pan put the broccoli in and then put a heavy pan on top of it for like three minutes flip it for another two minutes put the pan back on and then you've got like charred Perfectly cooked broccoli. It's amazing. As in, like, weighting it down. like. Yeah, weighting it, like, pushing it right down so you're, you're properly
1: charring it. Oh, interesting. Kiwiff, do you think that Ed has stolen that recipe from that man?
3: Of, of course. Yeah. Yes. Con- and he's yeah, confessing on this podcast. <laughs> yeah.
2: You, you know you could put crispy onions on it as well. I, I think, nurtures. do you know
3: what? I feel like they do something like that in this broccoli that I'm talking about. It's been so long. This is also the thing. When I was sort of trying to think about... What I was going to say I was thinking What restaurants have I been to What food have I had That's been absolutely amazing And it's been so long Since I've done that That I've had to Resort to Seven chip cobs And a mac and cheese (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: see This will be impressive Let's see if you can get carbs Into your drink
3: Is is wine a carb? No (laughs) Could it be?
2: <laughs> no, wine is not wine is not a carb.
3: It doesn't doesn't matter because I'm having red wine soaked chips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my drink is a, a bottle of red wine that, for some reason, probably about eight years ago, my entire extended family got completely obsessed with. Probably because it was sort of reasonably affordable and tasty. Uh, and so now, there's probably better wine out there, but there's a sort of weird loyalty to, to that. It's almost like we own the vineyard or something, uh, but we don't. <laughs> so there's no financial benefit to it. So it's it's I and mean, it's it's a classic wine. It's relatively basic. Um, I'm building it up, and it is a it's it's a Campo Viejo.
1: Campo Viejo.
3: That's what I'm having.
1: It's a huge name.
3: It's a great name. It's well known, and there's a, there's a reason for it. They do a good job. They do what they do, and they do it well.
2: I think I'm familiar with it. You'd recognise the label. You'd recognise the label.
3: You'd absolutely know, yeah. The original flavour <laughs> is a yellow label. Right. Yes, I know and, and I know what you're talking
2: versions about. And yeah.
3: the reserve. Oh,
2: they've is. strayed outside the original flavour, have they? What what else have they <laughs> <laughs> What else have they added?
3: <laughs> well, they have like a they have a ground reserve and you know yeah, they they, co- they cookies and cream. Yeah. <laughs> cookies and cream. They're doing the. Cherry Garcia. They're doing what Walkers Crisps are doing at the moment, and doing a KFC flavour.
2: Um. <laughs> Take us through. Do you, do you have t- tasting notes for the Campo Viejo? Do, you've had it so much. Can you? Because I, I don't. I, I love wine, but what I've started doing recently is, and James will hate me for this, mm. is I use the Vivino app and I taste the wine and I try and work out what I can taste in it and I write it down. Then I check the tasting notes on the Vivino app to see if I got any of them right. <laughs>
1: I actually don't hate that at all. I actually like that quite a lot. That that makes that makes me think you know, think actually pretty cool. It's great.
2: Sarah, I could tell um that uh I completely agree with you on this and that we'd get on well having a lovely old drink. Uh when you said I'd like a bottle of red wine, please. There was mm. no I'll have a wine. You're straight in with the hot Are you a whole bottle person? Uh, yes, no, I am.
3: And I actually I I feel slightly exposed now because I I wasn't even asking for a bottle of Cambo Vieco thinking that that would be my only bottle. <laughs> 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 I, just, I, I sort of expected that to be a sort of keep them coming situation.
2: We'll keep the bottles coming for sure. Magnums, we'll bring you
1: magnums.
3: I mm. love going out for dinner and drinking shitloads of wine. I just think it's a very enjoyable experience.
1: So do you want me to start bringing these wines out immediately? Yeah. With the with the chip cop and stuff?
3: No, oh, yeah, no, I, I want it from the start. I don't want to wait. I want to be handed a bottle on entry. Was that worthy of a pastel?
1: (laughs) Anything with the term on entry has to be, surely.
3: I feel like I'm going to think about that now. Every time I say something vaguely euphemistic, I'm going to think, that would be a pastel, wouldn't it? (laughs) You're going to think of
2: your dad dropping a fruit pastel into a a golf ball bucket.
3: Yeah. It would would ruin my sex life for the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Sarah, were you
2: okay? You seemed a bit distant. I was thinking about my dad dropping a fruit pastel into a golf ball bucket.
3: And then one day, I'll see my dad actually dropping a fruit pastel into a bucket and I'll feel weird about it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Does the Campo Viejo go with your dessert, Sarah Keyword?
3: Okay, so I'm not much of a a sweet-tooth person person to be honest
1: here we what? go what about yes, all the, fruit pa- what about the buckets of fruit pastels you've been guzzling your entire
3: life I was a child James I was a child <laughs> and I was being trained into being a lesbian <laughs> the moment I became a lesbian I lost my sweet tooth that's how it works <laughs>
1: that's not how it works we love to hear it
2: here on the off menu podcast when someone says they don't really yeah. have a sweet tooth because they're no. not a child anymore that's correct we, we don't I, um, love to hear
3: it I knew this would get you riled up so I don't what? want a dessert.
1: Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> he was so
2: lulled. You've lulled him into the perfect sense of false secur false yeah, yeah, yeah. false sense of security.
3: I can see that James is actually James has sat up on his seat. He's actually it's yeah. actually it's not like a normal sit-up, it's almost it's close to a fetal position. Yeah, he's um, proper goleming it. Yeah. Um I don't want a dessert, thanks. I um I'd have a mouthful of someone else's. <laughs> What you had about <laughs> wow.
2: that's great. that's the first time we've had a mouthful of someone else's
1: dessert. D- does it matter what it is? Uh, no, not really <laughs> <laughs> I have a mouthful of someone else's I'm genuinely upset yeah <laughs> I'm upset I'm not even angry. I at this. agree
3: with you, I'm the worst kind of person because somebody I'm upset. somebody I'm upset with someone they order a dessert they're excited to have it and then suddenly my eyes get a bit beady. Yeah and I don't but I didn't want a full dessert. I've had it. I've had it before, where people have gone. Oh, wh- why don't we get two and we'll share them? Leave me alone. I've just had five chip cobs. You know.
2: Yeah, you are full. <laughs> mm. To be fair to you, you are full. full
3: are you ask? Are
2: cars. you going to ask? Do you ask the waiter for another spoon when you have a mouthful, or is it is it like more of a instinctive thing?
3: No, I just go. I go in with two fingers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a grab bag of pastas. There. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so that's what I like about this is it doesn't matter what it is it just has to be someone else's and you only want a mouthful of it
3: yeah and that's the thing about dessert more than any other dish that you have during a meal is that if if somebody has a dessert and you don't they will always feel obliged to say do you want to try it
1: <laughs> well you've never had dinner with James Castor. we know yeah, that not on my watch we know I'm not offering you any of mine forget about it
3: I'm going to trap you into a meal one day James
1: if I've got a lovely dessert
3: I don't know how I'm <sighs> going to do I'll it
1: i be trapped into a meal there's absolutely know. no way you're getting anywhere near my dessert. I'm gonna do it, <laughs> James. How are you feeling, mate? Bad. This feels bad. I haven't had anyone completely pass on it before. I've had awful people say cheese and biscuits or uh, pizza hut buffet or more poutine. I've never <laughs> had someone go.
3: <laughs> Sorry, wait. That was a dessert. More because I would have
1: more poutine. Yeah. Yes.
3: I would have had that. That's potatoes, isn't it? <laughs>
1: No, I don't want to put that in your head. Don't, I do not want to put that in your head. But, yeah, you would you would absolutely love that.
3: I'd be all over that. I'd have a second round of Patatas uh, Bravas, to be honest.
2: What oh, I God. really like about this dessert as well, if we look back at your Nothing main dessert. course, uh, which was you stolen mac and cheese, and you said it was stolen because someone else gave you a recipe, and mm-hmm. this is you're literally taking it off someone else's plate and you've not
1: called it stolen.
3: No, mm. I don't think this is stolen. They offered.
1: This doesn't feel good. I, I don't understand. I don't understand how... You would rather have nothing than dessert. Like, yeah. you wouldn't just want some. There's not like a dessert that is like your favorite dessert you've ever had. There's not one.
3: I will tell you what, I would have James if everyone else is having a dessert and they're they're looking at me like, oh, it's you. It's uncomfortable that you're not having anything. What are you gonna do? I would have an espresso martini.
1: It's better than nothing.
3: Yeah. No,
2: do you, that's not your answer. Your answer is a mouthful of someone else's dessert. No,
3: it's not. I'm. I stand by what I said. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. If I was pushed. I'd have an espresso martini. Feels like a bit of a dessert because it comes in one of those nice little dessert glasses, otherwise known as martini glass. <laughs> you would have
1: a cocktail, but you wouldn't, there's no ice creams, cakes, dattos. James, there's nothing.
2: You're not going to break like. me,
3: James. You're not going to break me. But think, think about what, what like Sarah's anything. done is,
2: yes, there are ice creams, there are gattos, there are trifles, there's all of that available if someone else orders it and she can have a mouthful of it. It
3: feels like a waste to get a whole thing because I won't eat it all.
2: There we go. I think it's a great answer. Well done, you. It's not a great answer. You don't think it's a great answer? I do think it's a great answer. Well done, you.
3: Thank you. I'm proud of myself.
1: Let's read the order back, please. The thing is, is that I, I, it's I really... Oh. Mm. It's weird because at the minute I'm in a little bit of a like I didn't get much sleep last night because I ate too much chocolate brownie bites before I went to bed mm. and my heart was going like a jackrabbit and I couldn't I, I couldn't <laughs> fall asleep and so it, it's a bit difficult to now defend to you know really try and put my case forward yeah. against Keyworth on this because like not only do I not have the energy because I was up all night but also
3: I don't you know, want something raising my heart rate which is why I'll stick with my espresso martini thank you.
1: Yeah, 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 i are with that. Well, I mean, it is heartbreaking. How heartbreaking. Does this not? I, I, don't, I don't understand it.
3: I like that we're ending this because we started it with you saying, I've never seen you eat. Yes. And I like that actually we've ended it with you not ever wanting to see me eat.
1: No. <laughs> I do not know how good I had it. Yeah. I, I'm going to get some tear tattoos and they're all made of, like, double fat cream. It's just, it's a, melted ice cream. Melted yeah. ice cream tears. Tears with chunks then. Oh, I mean I I wanna move on and read the menu, but I also wanna like lay into this more, but I like, I don't think I have
3: anything I'm no. genuinely bereft here. Have I have I left you speechless? Yes. I, I don't understand. Well what you have to understand is as well the thing is, if I'm having a meal with my dad, which I'm often, I often am, you know he's got a fruit pastel. I would hope so. So what am I gonna do? Have a dessert, then have a pastel? You've
1: earned a lot of fruit pastels this episode. It's like reading. This is like reading a book where well, I know I hate the ending. It's really, it's really <laughs> difficult. Really so difficult. It's like, like reading the boy in the striped pajamas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Like reading the boy in the striped
2: pajamas. I think
3: that's so harsh.
1: <laughs> Thanks for ruining yeah. that book for me, Ed. I didn't know that book ends with him not having dessert. <laughs> I haven't even read that. At the end, he doesn't get any pudding.
3: He just has a bite of someone else's. Yeah.
1: yeah. Here we go. Water. Still and sparkling. pop or bread? A chip cot <laughs> St- <laughs> Starter. Crispy duck pancakes plus um, some tapas dishes, the triple-cooked patatas bravas and chilli and ginger glazed cauliflower. Main course. Stolen mac and cheese with crispy onions. Side dish. Tender stem broccoli with orange from flesh and bun. Drink. Campo Viejo red wine, a whole bottle, but keep them coming throughout the whole meal. Mm. And dessert is a mouthful of someone else's. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm reading.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip you saying a mouthful of someone else's and have it as my ringtone. The resentment, <laughs> <is> <laughs> delicious. I would, I would have that for my dessert.
1: <laughs> that, that's that's a fruit pastel if ever I saw one saying a mouthful of someone else's every single time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Sarah Kewa, thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant and thank you for I mean you seem to have basically um, murdered James A. Acaster's soul which uh, I've
3: broken the genie
2: you've absolutely broken the genie
1: I don't know if I'm coming back yeah I don't know if I'm going to be on this podcast again
2: this might be my last one you know what you deserved it for that awful welcome you gave Sarah and now she's left mm. you genuinely feeling like that you're never going to be able to puff out your lamp ever again this
1: is mm. Benito's fault he didn't say enjoy your meal and now look at me
2: I quit well there we go
3: He's Thanks out. very much, Sarah. I guess I'm the new genie now.
1: You're the new genie now. I'm handing well, it over to you.
3: The per- well, the, that. That's the rule, isn't it, with genies? The genie that makes the genie quit becomes the new genie. Yeah,
1: yeah You become correct. the new genie. I really want to commit to that now and actually do it. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> if I just stopped doing the podcast and came was the new genie, yeah. and they go, whoa, they really went with the bit.
3: And we do it, <laughs> but we don't tell anyone it's happened.
1: Yeah. And every new guest who's on, when it gets to the dessert, they say they're dessert, and you always go. Can I have a mouthful of that? <laughs> yeah. Ed, I've done this podcast for a long time. I would yeah. like to do my farewell speech. Now I'm not coming back. Okay,
2: right. Benito's absolutely look. I mean, I think we've been going for an hour and forty now. Benito is now tearing tearing his hair out, going, "How am I gonna? How am I gonna edit this?" And now James is
1: going, and now I'd like to do my farewell speech, please. <laughs> I'd like to thank the great Benito for all of his time and patience over the years, even though he's a little squirt. I would also like to thank Ed Gamble, who has been the perfect maitre d'. And sure, we haven't always seen eye to eye, but I I feel like he still understands me on some level, at least a culinary level. And thanks to all the guests who have ever been on the podcast. Apologies to Jade Adams, who got kicked out, deservedly so. And a big shout out to Joel Domit, who I believe I'll be joining in some sort of recovery clinic after I've come off of this. Uh, Keyworth, I'm sure you're going to be an excellent genie now I'm gone. Enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy enjoy being on off You Keyworth.
3: I'm moved. That was great.
2: Well, there we go, James. A mouthful of someone else's.
1: (laughs) Oh, Ed.
2: That's one of those great situations where, obviously, I don't agree with her. I think that's an awful choice for dessert because you're missing out on a whole course. But I just agreed with her to make you angry. Actually, it makes me feel better to hear you say that. Yeah, of course not a mouthful of someone else's. What's better for you, someone saying cheese or someone saying a
1: mouthful of someone else's dessert? very difficult. Do you know what? I think cheese boards make me angrier because I'm opposed to them. But this makes me sadder. I feel sad. What about if someone said they'd like a mouthful
2: of someone else's cheese?
1: Oh, dear. Well, then I'd be sad and angry at the same time. I wouldn't... I mean, it'd be all. You'd be angry. Yeah, I I would go on a rampage, I think. It, It wouldn't be pretty. I mean... Keyworth's now absolutely cemented herself into a future Redemption Dinner Party episode. That's yeah, sure. that's true. Maybe she, because obviously people
2: know now, maybe they're doing it deliberately so they get another app. It's you like to get rebooked. Desperately trying to win Taskmaster so you get to do Champion of Champions. Yeah,
1: you were very clever with
2: that, actually. What well, I've been the best. But uh, we enjoyed
1: having Sarah in the restaurant. Yeah. All the same. Yes, it was nice. It was a lovely chat. Just so sad at the end, you know. It's like watching a lovely film and then, I mean, we've already done this analogy.
2: Yeah, I've done that riff. But all the same, even though she made James sad, do check out Sarah's social media accounts. Uh, she is at Sarah K Comedy on Twitter, uh, at Sarah underscore Keyworth on Instagram, and check out her website, sarahkeyword.co.uk. Maybe even, James, when this episode's going out, there might even be gigs planned. There might be wow. events in the future featuring Sarah that you might want to go to. So just go and check out her website, et cetera, for that.
1: Absolutely. Ah. Oh. Yeah, and if you are listening to us in those times, tell us what it's like. Mm. In the... how, how are they going to do that? Huh? How are they going to do that? Well, I'm here. I'm all ears. He is all ears. It looks very weird. <laughs> he drank some more of that coffee. He became your dad again. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she didn't say chocolate liqueurs. I mean, she said no dessert and that upset me, but I was glad at least... At least if she'd gone for chocolate liqueurs as dessert, it would have been even worse than a mouthful of someone else's. Correct. Actually... Technically, she said a mouthful of what any, it doesn't even matter what it is. Whatever, yeah. whatever anyone's got. So that could include chocolate liqueurs, actually. It's rare to be in a restaurant and someone has a plate of chocolate liqueurs as they Well, dessert, I though. wish I'd thought of that. She'd made me so upset. I should have said, What well, if they're eating chocolate liqueurs? Do you want a mouthful of that? And she'd gone, Yeah, I'd have gone, Get out the restaurant. Go enjoying Jail Adams in prison. She's your bunk mate.
2: Check out our social media accounts as well uh, yeah. on Instagram and Twitter. We're, we're on there. You can find us. At, at Jimmy Acaster.
1: Official. No, at Off Menu Official. Oh, yes. What's our website, James? dot. Co.uk? Yay!
2: Yes! He's plugged the website. Thank you very much. What I a way to it.
1: finish. Was there something else you wanted to plug there, James? I want to say thank you to Hackney Gelato, who sent me a load of gelato, because um, I know that I love ice cream, really appreciate it. Um, I don't think they knew that I was already a fan of theirs, so absolute chumps for sending me loads of free stuff. Uh, thanks, guys. All. I think they thought, well, them to our flavours, I already loved it. The butterscotch one is like just sublime best butterscotch ice cream out there in my humble opinion and my friend had texted me the day before telling me how much he loves the peanut butter one and then the next day i got this email from them saying do you want some free ice cream so i sent him a screen grab of the email then i sent him a screen grab of the ice cream when it was in my freezer drawer and now he's not my friend (laughs) um speaking of peanut butter actually shout out
2: to the uh, good people at Mani life peanut butter Mm -hmm. who i gave a shout out to on the may martin episode it's my favorite Peanut butter. A man called Stu, who runs Manly Life uh, mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, we're doing a crossover with a restaurant soon, uh, and we're just sorting out the recipes. Can I send you some dishes that we're we're <gasps> coming up with?" And they're they're doing a collab with Labab, who are a kebab restaurant in the centre of London. Uh, and I had an amazing chicken kebab with like peanut butter and a broccoli with tahini peanut butter dressing, uh, and an amazing aubergine sabich with peanut butter as well. It. It was an incredible meal, James. That sounds so
1: good. I'm, I'm not kidding. He also sent me too much peanut butter. Good on him. And I don't know if we've mentioned before, but the, uh, I mean, I can't even remember what the brand is. So there's probably no point shouting this out, but I got sent loads of free marmalade because we called Diane Morgan a shredhead.
2: <laughs> but, yeah. Well, that, one their PR just had a heart attack.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks for that. Shout out to marmalade. Um, Thanks very much for listening Hit us up on the socials Uh, Don't do that, that sounds awful Just follow us if you want Um, Thank you, bye
1: Goodbye enjoyed this podcast can I interest you in a totally different podcast that's not about food and doesn't have James Acaster or Ed Gamble but I would say is quite fun no thank you
3: oh okay not to worry if you change your mind at a later date yeah it's called nobody panic right um, it's hosted by me Tessa Coates and my friend Stevie Martin which is weirdly me <laughs> <laughs>
1: we tackle all kinds of how to's from big things to small things how to stop saying sorry how to poo how to break up with someone how to quit your job how to relax how to have a conversation how to deal with unrequited love a smorgasbord of things absolutely we have a nice time people seem to like it if you like you can come and see what all the fuss is about all that fuss what's it what's it called nobody panic you can find it on all of the podcast apps that you would imagine it would be on please have a listen